Hey, hey. It's back porch Nate again with another episode. Oh, well, my bad. Here. Sorry, I blew out your eardrums on, uh, if you're listening on, uh, like on iPad or, or your iPhone or whatever. Anyways, back porch Nate here, back with another edition of College Football Recap. We had a great, phenomenal recap uh, or weekend, weekend slate. We had the Ole Miss LSU game looking freaking fresh looking good seeing those offenses just go electric we had the colorado usc game we had the georgia auburn game we have so much to talk about on this uh hopefully 30 minute episode if not uh you just have to bear with us or pause it because we're just a lot to talk about and we're gonna probably preview uh but i have a special guest for us today and his name is his his how's everybody doing the porch Tiz is with V2 Sports Network. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, or if you have, or if you're a V2 follower, you've seen me on his show. But uh, it's time to have some friends on the porch, and I was like, you know, it, nothing better than having a good porch conversation with your friends. So we brought Tiz on. Tiz knows his stuff, and we're just to, here to break down, talk ball, have a good time. We'll see how where it takes us. So Tiz, take it away. Tell us a little about yourself, Tiz. So, obviously, we run an all-SEC podcast over at V2 Sports. That is not our strong suit, though. Yes, we're great with SEC, but we are just normal ball enjoyers like the rest of, you know, the nation. Just a little bit more knowledge, if I may say. But, of course, when you're here on the back porch, nothing is more knowledgeable than Nate. I've loved (laughs) watching and tuning into the show. It's so enjoyable. I've even made myself a couple quick bucks off of their locks of the week. So super excited to be here, super excited to get into the recap and yeah. definitely preview into this weekend's games. Uh, yeah, so this weekend, last weekend was great. This weekend's even greater, like on how tell the, me potential, about it. the potential of what it looks like for sure. Um, yeah, uh, it, normally um, what we do is right now, uh, our our normal listeners, they know that we lead into uh, this uh you know, round horn of like if they got Scott on or if I got um, Wawa Ryan with me, we'll do like a, a hot take kind of thing. We'll call it our sizzling hot takes, like you're sizzling on the grill. So I, I want to just jump right in to week. I mean, we can just, there's so much to, to cover. There's so the much recap. to cover from this Yeah, there's past so much weekend. to cover. I, I think my, 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 so this is our sizzling hot take. So uh, uh, just like if you're new to us, if you're on the grill and it's hot outside, it's something that's hot, right? Sizzling, shh, you know what I mean? Like got the got them burgers cooking, the hot dogs cooking, um, just, but don't mess up because they will burn, right? So I think my biggest sizzling hot take this weekend is just how bad USC is. <laughs> I think I think USC, they are, it's Oklahoma 2.0. When are you going to learn Lincoln Riley? When are you like you're you got Bear Alexander? You brought in a bunch of guys for uh, for the defense uh, from the transfer portal. But do you even practice defense? Like when y'all get to like when y'all got to camp this fall, was it just like all right, Caleb Williams and the boys over here defense? Yeah, yeah. You go over there. Like it makes no sense. What's the point of having a defensive coordinator? What's the point of bringing Bear, Bear Alexander? And what's the point of any of that if you know? You can't stop anybody. 
in the beginning of the first in the first of the game, it was good, but they just let up and they've done that all year, right? It's like you that's to me, it's a little naive. Like there's going to be a game where someone's going to be able to stop Caleb Williams at least a couple times. And they're going to get into that situation, and they're just flirting with disaster. Um, they're in the top ten only because their offense. If you if you just if you had a blind test, like t- like is if I gave you like you know the Coke and Pepsi blind test, like the taste yes. test, and I was like, hey, drink this and drink that, you wouldn't know the difference between them and Colorado. Not at all. No. Like, like that's my thing. I mean, go ahead. I that's my big take right now. I mean, I'd love for so, you your, your 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 opinion on them. So playing off yours before I give my hot take. Sure. I don't know what more to evaluate from this past weekend. Is it hey, we all kind of underhyped Colorado and we, you know, started clowning on them because you know, Prime, all right, mm-hmm. Prime's making everybody his enemy. He acts like he's the victim for everything. Is it that Colorado's good? or as good as the media says, or is it the fact that, like Nate has said, USC's defense just doesn't show up? Mm. It's it's multiple games in a row. I remember watching Week Zero versus San Jose State. It is San Jose State. How are you going to allow your defense to get, you know, picked apart and dined on in it Week was, Zero? It it's bad. not like it you had bad. no preparation. Yeah. It's literally like you honestly have no prep and that you kind of just show up week one and play. And they showed up and they got scored. I think San Jose scored like 20, 28 points or something. I know they scored six close something. for three quarters. But it was, yeah, it was close until the the branch kid kind of took over. That kid that kid's phenomenal. I can't wait to that see kid that kid's great. I can't wait to see what he does um uh this year and next year. Kids electric, but uh you so, know, they do have to play Oregon. They do have to play <clears> Washington, <throat> I believe. Um, I think Washington. Well, Arizona State, my God, they're literally put together by bubblegum and duct tape. Yeah. Like, and they, with Drew Pine quarterbacking them, they almost lost. Like, the fourth quarter, they had to, like, step it up because – Arizona State just ran out of men. They don't have. They had literally thirty dudes out there. Like I feel bad for them, but they went to Arizona State and got their teeth kicked in by Arizona State until like the fourth quarter. And I'm like, come on! And like the national media and I'm, you know, I make fun of it all the time. The AP, the AP voters don't watch football. The AP they does don't. not watch football. They look they at box score. They look at box scores, statistics, and they just see headlines, right? So. USC finally played a noon game or 11 o'clock or 10 a.m. game really this past weekend, and people saw them, and they looked really good in the first quarter and the second quarter. But they literally put the foot off the gas, and they let, they let Colorado come back in that game. And that I feel like that is a Lincoln-Riley coach team. I don't think Lincoln-Riley is that good. I think he's a good recruiter, and I think he can, he's a great, phenomenal coordinator. But when push comes to shove, if they even make it in the playoffs, they will get beat the shit out of in the playoffs. Because if you're talking oh, this year with four teams, we're looking at at least three teams that are going to be in the playoffs with them. The three teams that they're going to play actually have a defense. 
Okay, so, wait a minute now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on that one real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and segue into my hot take. Segue in, baby. The number one team in the nation is not currently number one right now. Georgia does not no. deserve to be the number one team in the nation. I don't I, I don't know if agree. anybody saw this past weekend against Auburn, but that was atrocious. All right. You have the supposed number one team in the nation threatening to go back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And you just watch them go full four quarters until the last literal minute of the game. Last last with three a minutes. Brand yeah. new head coach at mm-hmm. Auburn. An entire offensive line built out of the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah. And you can't get anything done. Like it was the Brock Bauer show. And for everybody out there that wants to say, yes, it, it's Brock Bauer's team. I don't know if you saw that game. Uh, Brock Bowers decided he wanted to play football when it became the fourth quarter. He didn't yeah, when it play was relevant. at no. all. No, they so, had him. They had him. Uh, they had him man like schemed up the whole game, and then all of a sudden, it made no sense. All of a sudden, five minutes to go, like it was. I'm gonna just throw it to him, and he'll just make a catch. Like okay. Auburn just couldn't make the plays. Like exactly, was, they were they were force feeding the man the ball, and the ball was even near him. And yeah, he's amazing, and he's going to be phenomenal at the next level. And I can't wait to hopefully get him on my fantasy team. But oh, a thousand percent! Like what? Like Auburn just finished the game. They had a chance. They just finished the game, and you knew he they were going to go to him. All those third down, it's third and seven, and they slide him up in the slot. Where do you think the ball's going? Like that made no sense to me. And it, they played, it doesn't take a defensive like, genius to see that. I was so mad. I was so mad watching that game because I, I mean I played ball. I played college ball. I I coached. I'm sitting here going, hmm. Carson Beck, in this scenario, in this situation, he's not going to sit back and uh, just look at his one, two, and three. He's going to find one person and throw it. That's what he was going to do, and that's what he showed. And they, they had nobody on him, no one in his inside, like, to reroute him. No one – like, there was nothing. They just let him, man, run free. It's like, how do you let this man run free? How do you let him run free? Like, it made no sense to me. And I'm like, come on, Auburn. And, like, and then like, then good luck tackling him because it's like he's like a freaking tank. So, that was like, that's I a huge one. Yeah. A whiteboard. I would explain it so much better. But for the sure. sake of argument, I'm going to give everybody some X's and O's for how Auburn literally could have stopped that last drive. Yeah. If you weren't watching it, they were in the most basic of man defense that you can find. Coach suggestion of Madden at that. All right? <laughs> yeah. They have two high safeties. You've noticed that Brock Bowers has went on a cross every single play this drive. Yeah. Just They've targeted him twice. Why not bring the weak side safety Bring him down about maybe five or ten yards or the opposite of Brock. You're mm-hmm. catching it right there. You've got the man over top in a deep zone to catch an occasional outside post. You yeah. know that they're not throwing to anybody else. You know, yeah. I know, it doesn't take a genius to see that. No. So Why are you wait, getting you're... paid more money than anybody else to make <laughs> that poor of a decision? Now I think what you're trying like you're trying to describe I would call it it's a robber, so it's a cover. Yes. Uh, it's a so you're robbing. You're coming down with your your uh, safety. Uh, essentially, he becomes an additional linebacker in that moment. 
So I would do a cover three robber, just have the high middle with the two guys back, so that way you just don't get burnt, and then just have the and have that have that bubble across and have that robber. That way you, um, that way you're you can still bring if you want to bring your uh, your mic or like uh, an extra man, so to speak, on a delayed because the eyes are going to be coming across the middle, and he's gonna he'll be able to come across as that robber. Um, Exactly. Yeah. If they had, if they had me, if they had like a really, really good athletic D end, I would have done what the NFL does all the time. They obviously pretend to go and then back up in that middle, and it works like ninety nine percent of the times because the quarterback yeah, is just not stunning. Looking. Yeah, just stun them and just have them sit in that big ass bubble. And they're so like if you have a tall D end, you just literally just bat the ball down or intercept it. Um, but no, um, there was a lack of creativity. In that moment, they Auburn played to lose. In yeah. that moment, um, which they coached the scheme offensively was awesome. Oh, it I love their scheme was good. Um, Hugh Freeze is a, obviously a really good scheme co- uh, offensive coordinator. They did a, a phenomenal job uh, with the RPOs. I mean, Peyton Thorne had like hundred yards of rushing, like. Like he had, and, and, you know, and that's good. You have to do that, especially against a really good defense, a fast defense, an aggressive defense like Georgia. You have to keep, you have to keep those edges, guys. They have to keep them, uh, you know, accountable. And they burnt them a majority of the time. And they were able to continue to move the ball um, inside the red zone, which was really impressive to me. So, um, but yeah, Georgia for you, I mean, it's it, my biggest hot take is Georgia exposed themselves on the road. They showed that they still are good, but there are some holes. And yeah, yeah, there are some holes. And I, I think they have the best coaching staff in the country. And I know they're going to work on it because the best way to fix something is get it on film and get it in and let your guys see it and fix it. Uh, but they are playing a really Blue collar, I would call them blue, very blue collar uh, Kentucky team in Athens this week, and no time but the future to fix your holes on the defense because Kentucky right now their their starting line they don't have a lot of depth on it, but their starting line is you know tops in the country uh, when oh, it yeah. comes to when it comes to uh, all around like linemen. And I never thought we'd ever be saying that about Kentucky. That their line is yeah their line is yeah the, one of the, the best. way it's built yeah yeah I, I think it's um I think it's a credit to Stoops for him being there for eleven years and this the consistency of his of his work mentality that grit mentality that the culture that he's bringing um I love it I think it's great for the SEC East to have another team that's going to consistently compete for the East and I see Kentucky doing that with the portal now. Just like how oh, they yeah. brought Evan Leary and they brought in uh, uh, Ray Davis and stuff, like they're going to continue to bring guys in. It's become a it's become a good destination if you're like if you're a senior or a junior and you want some playing time, yeah. they're they're going to gladly take you. Uh, and they're recruiting very well as well. So like I tip my hat off to them. Um, if you know me uh, on the back porch, I, I know I've y'all know my biases. I'm a Tennessee fan, so uh, the cousins from the north. Um, it's good to see them, uh, you know, have have some success. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, when we play each other, it's all it's all uh, it's all out hate. So, but um, 
I, I, I think, I think uh, defensively they're pretty put together. Um, so we'll see. You know, this is kind of a preview, a preview before we get into the weekend slate. But that could be a, a you know on the upset alert coming this week. And it, I mean, I haven't looked at the line yet, but I'm pretty sure Georgia's probably only favored by maybe seven. Uh, at, the, at home, I haven't looked at the line yet, though. I can look right now if you have something to say. I'm looking at the line, and yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I know ESPN has given Kentucky a 10% chance to win, which seems very. Yeah, the lines aren't out yet. Yeah. On ESPN, I can just go to. No, 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 they're out. Click on daily lines. I'll just go to fan. Let me find it real quick. The line is Georgia 14 and a half. 14 and a half? Dang. Mm hmm. You know, it's things like that, like you see, and you're like, you have to trust Vegas. Like they still know more than we do. <laughs> like, like, a firm, you a know. firm belief that all of us at V two have. If it can yeah. be gambled on, it is definitely scripted, and you yeah, know 100%. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That game. But if I, I'm going to provide a oh, little yeah. bit of a preview for this one. Yeah, Georgia's sure. secondary, it's great. Okay, don't get me wrong. The secondary's locked down. You have Tyke Smith, who's pretty much had an interception in over half of their game so far. Once again, he plays lockdown D. The front seven is the most questionable part about that mm-hmm. defense, especially coming off of defenses such as 2021 and 2022s, where the front seven was the the basically the cornerstone basically. that was getting everything done. Now it seems like that's the missing link. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's putting hard to a phenomenal, yeah. putting a putting yeah. a phenomenal running back like Ray Davis against that front seven. Mm-hmm. Like like Nate said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an upset. I can see okay. Kentucky getting the job done. Like the reason why I would say a potential upset is because this game is not a typical rivalry game. Exactly. Right. So like. Normally, when they do play, it's it, it's a good game, but it's not like you know it's personal or anyway. It's a seven o'clock game. Kentucky is ranked. The, I don't see them hyping this game up from now until Saturday. I don't see the headlines doing it. I don't see the media doing it. There's way too many other games that they're going to hype up before this one. And Stanford, as much as they say how Stanford is. Everybody says it's loud, but it's not that loud. Um, just the structure of the of it, how it's made. Um, I've heard, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I've heard that they do artificial sound. I'm just saying. Um, I can actually combat you on that. Have you one. have you, have you heard that rumor? I've heard that, but the okay. one that I know for a fact is if you're sitting in Sanford and you see, because every school does it, they'll pop it up on the big screen basically the sound chart, and they'll show you how many decibels it is. Mm -hmm. I want you to watch and look around the stadium for where the mic is to a technicality, the mic to capture all the sound. Mm -hmm. It is right in front of the band. (laughs) And I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, like as close as this mic is to me right now, it comes straight up off the platform and points right at the band. Mm -hmm. So they're, inflated sound i see and i've had that confirmed by georgia fans georgia staffers 
okay. people who handle that. It's so hey, you hear it, you hear it first on the porch. We will give you the scoop. We'll give you the truth. We'll yeah. give you the truth. We're not gonna we're not shy about it. All right. Anyways, I don't think it's going to be loud. I don't think it's gonna be a factor. And especially if they start slow. If they start slow, like they have Mike been Bobo. the entire the entire year, Mike Bobo, he's super easy to uh pretty much coordinate against and stoops i know he wants this game like he needs this game um for his tenure there like he has some he has some games in his back pocket but he needs that signature win um and that would be awesome i if it's not an upset it's gonna be a really good just blue collar just but, you know, strap your bootstraps on, put your helmet on, and go play football. And Georgia hasn't been in one of those. Like, they were in it last week a little bit with Auburn, but Auburn didn't have enough depth. Do you think if Stoops were to pull off this game, this would be his defining, like like you said, his signature game, but do you think this would put him over the hump at Kentucky to be considered one of the greats to coach for their football program? Oh, he's already one of the greats right now. I mean, okay, yeah. if we take the tenure out of it, he's yeah, been yeah. there for 11 years and accomplished enough. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just be honest. He's a way more that solidifies him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's – I think uh, for – if you do, like, legends of Kentucky sp- uh, sports athletics, he will be – he will be a legend whenever he wants to retire. He's done enough oh, yeah. for that program to, one – Kudos to their athletic department not firing him in the first couple of years because it was rough. Like any other, and, any other, yeah, any other place would have got rid of Yeah, but they stayed with him. They stayed the course, and now he's he's consistent. Like when I say eight and eight wins and nine wins a year, like I would take that as a Kentucky fan because you know oh, they're yeah. a basketball school anyway. So it's like you telling me. Football wise, we're going to be able to compete potentially every year for SEC championship. Now we can potentially compete to be in the playoffs every year coming up, and then on top of that, go to a really good bowl game. I'll take that all day as a Kentucky there's, fan. There's nothing you can argue against there. No, and then like they're they like how this has become the Kentucky hour. Um, <laughs> go big blue. It's the back porch, baby. We just we just go. We just roll with it. We just roll. They're they're they have invested a lot of money into their facilities. Um, Kroger Field has um I think it's getting more upgrades coming, but they did recently refurbish it. And then their baseball facility got an upgrade. Uh, obviously, basketball has everything. So they're 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 doing the necessary things in the SEC when it comes to be competitive on on the main three sports. Um, they're doing good, and they're obviously oh, yeah. gymnastics and cheerleading has always been good. But like, it's refreshing to see them every year in football. Like, all right, all they're doing is just reloading what they lost to the NFL. So exactly, yeah. So going into this weekend, what other matchups seem to excite you? I really, 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 really am excited for the Bama uh, Texas A&M game. I'm, I think. Uh, what I've seen the most the last uh, even during the Miami game, Texas A and M, it wasn't like they got blown out. Like they're just special, like their special teams just kind of suck. That was it. Like yeah. that was the momentum of the game. The momentum of the game 
came when Miami returned that punt for or returned the kick for a touchdown. Like it was at that point, it was nothing you really could do. And Miami's defense was just all over the field, right? But Texas A&M still scored for 28 points. Then the next week, they had a bounce back win, and then what? they had. Go ahead. I, I see the line for the game. Yeah, it's stupid. Two point five yeah. in favor of Bama. Two and a half Bama. Yeah, two and a half Bama. So they're the underdog. So AM is the underdog at home. Yeah, I <laughs> that that Kyle Field is going to be extremely Electric. loud. They're gonna they're gonna bring in like uh like ten thousand extra people if they can. <laughs> like, um, standing room only. Because, all right. My okay, another hot take. I know we kind of moved away from our sizzling hot takes. Uh, here's another hot take. So many people, and this is on Twitter and Instagram and everything. All these sports knowledgeable people, knowledgeable people, right? Texas A&M went to Miami and lost. They scored a lot, but they lost. They've had two good bounce back games, and they're still not ranked. We're talking about the, one of the nation's deepest rosters. Like we're talking about a really good coaching staff when Jimbo bought in Pacino. They looked completely different last week against Arkansas. You know this. You're an SEC guy. When Arkansas and Texas A&M have played each other in that neutral site game the last couple of years, it's always gone down to like a field goal at the end. Yeah. It's, and they dominated that game this year. And they dominated Auburn at home. So clearly, there has been some type of shift in how they prepare them for the week. And they are looking really good. And they're going unnoticed, which is fine. Because a lot of people are like, oh, they were overhyped. And they had one bad weekend. And and everyone's like, that's fine. Two and a half as an underdog at home. When you're a home dog anyway, you get three points. So right now, they're... they're if you really want to look at it, they're they're a one point favorite to that two and a half. Yeah. So and Bama's so one dimensional. I'm not discrediting Bama, but they're so one dimensional right now. And what Texas AM is really good at right now is stopping the run. So like Vegas Vegas knows. Like I said, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. I think the biggest difference that Texas A&M has had in comparison to last year is that they finally took the play sheet out of Jimbo's hand. Yeah, they said get it. When back, they got somebody back. to call the plays that wasn't yep. Jimbo, yep. look at what magic has been created. People can't clown Texas A&M anymore and be like, "Aha, you paid for all your players and didn't get anything." They're getting they're getting they they're squeezing for the them. players now and they're they're they squeezing that they're juicing them up now like they're squeezing that juice out of cuz the ones that stayed, they're just juniors right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're juniors or sophomores, like, and they're still bringing you guys in. It's not like they stopped. So, this Texas A and M team, how what we saw Ole Miss and LSU did last weekend with no defense. Texas A and M, all they got to do is have a good defense and keep scoring offensively, and they'll be fine for the West. Real quick, I'm yeah. gonna say this. This is gonna be a little interesting note. All right. If anybody's ever watched our show, I am called the script writer. I am known notoriously for picking against Alabama and usually being right. Like <laughs> last year, I had the point, the end game, everything for LSU and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. 
Thursday, you're going to hear me make this statement. You're going to hear me make this statement now. Texas A&M is upsetting Alabama. Ooh. I'll go ahead. That is that is Tiz's lock of the week. Tiz's Texas gunfire. He's shooting a shot. Shooting a shot every time. It's not that I hate Alabama. It's just that they are extremely easy to pick apart, especially on like a film presence. Mm -hmm. Their team's been one dimensional for the past couple of years, and not many teams have been able to exploit it. I think I just I just think even if Texas A&M had a lesser team than they do now, how home field is such a big advantage right now, especially in Kyle. Yeah, in Kyle like, Field, it's gonna be so loud, and it's going to be just reverberating. Like like I would want if I like we do this all the time. Like we would on the boys on the porch. It's like if you could pick a destination this weekend for a game, and you had you know a chance to just to stand on the field. And watch the oh, game. Which which game are you Kyle, choosing? A thousand percent. Kyle Field, Bama, Bama this weekend. I, that's where you want to be um, when it comes to the world of college football. It's going to be a phenomenal game. I, the atmosphere is going to be electric. Everything about it, I just love. Um, but I also want to go to the Texas Oklahoma game, like Red River Shootout. That game, okay. That's game five and oh, five. I love this game. There's a difference, though. Like, Texas is a good 5-0, yeah. and, oh, and Oklahoma is a questionable 5-0. and oh. Yeah. I'm a big Oklahoma guy right now. Let's, we can roll into that one as a preview. Um, I think with Dylan Gabriel's in his 19th year playing college football, they have a really, really good offense. Their offense is phenomenal. Venerables did a really good job bringing in dudes off the portal because he's a he's a he's a defensive coach, and I oh, don't yeah. think he's done. He's brought in a really good coordinator for his offense, and they did get better as the season continued last year. Like that Cheez It Bowl with them in Florida State was a preview of what we're seeing right now. Right, we just saw Florida State in that game. It was a phenomenal game offensively in that Cheez It Bowl, and. When the Florida State brought in, you know, you knew when they brought in the guys from the transfer portal, they were going to be better. Of course. But so did Oklahoma. Um, but Oklahoma is – it's it's weird in the college world because normally Oklahoma is super overrated, like super overrated. Like they always inflate them. But they've done a really good job of keeping them under the radar as long as they have. And when they played Cincinnati on the road in Cincinnati two weeks ago, and they, since he only scored like six points or something – that that was their first real game on the road. It was a conference game, and it's hard to play in Cincinnati. It, it is. I've seen people go into their go into that little stadium they have and and uh, lose. Um, but they put a full four quarters. They put a full four quarters together. They looked they looked like they knew what they were doing, and they knew what, what they wanted to do. Um, and they had no problem with that. Their offensive line is one of the best in the country. So I don't see Texas's defensive line getting a bunch of rushes um with uh four dudes i have i see them manufacturing pressure uh, uh in this game oh, yeah. um which they're gonna have to because text oklahoma's deal o line is really good oklahoma is running the ball well this is you know texas went to bama and beat bama but this game you throw out all stats you throw out everything this is just good old-fashioned hate it's good old-fashioned football it's hey you versus me at the end of this thing, let's see who wins. And if Oklahoma can pull.
pull that upset, you're looking at an Oklahoma team that might run the table. Because if they can pull that, they can definitely run the table because the rest of the Big 12 is not as good. Um, no, so, not at all. Not and at going all, into so. this game, like like you said, the rushing attack for Oklahoma has been on fire mm-hmm. this year. Everybody looks around the league and they're like, oh, who has the best running back court? You've got Michigan, you've got Tennessee, you've got Florida. Everybody is sleeping on Oklahoma's. Mm-hmm. They have like a legitimate that. three-headed monster back there. Yeah, And legit. it's something I'm excited to see. Dylan Gabriel's a great, and I hate to say this because this term has been thrown around in such a negative light. He's such a great game manager, and it's not a bad thing. He is handling the pressure perfect. He -hmm. steps up in the pocket when he's ready to make the throw, which a lot of quarterbacks have seemed to forget that you can step up up in the pocket. pocket. Yeah, yeah. And he's just doing everything to a new level, but I guess that comes with the seniority that he has, how many years he's he's had to prepare. I mean, he's been he's he's still doing a damn good job. He's doing a hell of a job. And I think that helps venerables really not have to focus on the offense as much where he can actually take where he's best at and fix that defense. Exactly. And, and, and focus on the defense. And that is honestly weird because Oklahoma's never had good defenses. So like to see them have a potential top 25 defense in the nation at the end of the season, it's crazy. With that offense, that's a top twenty offense. With a top twenty-five defense, you're looking at a team that you know things go their way. They could be sniffing in the top ten uh, at the end of the year. They could be sniffing it. Um, we'll see what they do. They could lay an egg against uh, Texas. I don't see them doing that. Not two years in a row. Not two years in a row. If they do it two years in a row, you really have to start questioning. You know, variables. Yeah. yeah, I just don't see it as a whole. Yeah, I don't see it. He brought in. He has a, a phenomenal coaching staff. I don't. I just don't see them not getting them prepared and ready to go and focused in that game. Uh, so, and, and this term's also been put in a negative light as of recently. This is both of these teams this year in regular season. This is both of their Super Bowls. All right, you can ask yeah. any Texas fan or any Oklahoma fan what game are they looking forward to to, to the most mm-hmm. on their regular schedule, and it's always going to be this one mm, because you're guaranteed. You know, like last year was a rarity. We yeah. saw Oklahoma just. Yeah. But you're guaranteed to see a good game 95% of the time. Yep. And, and, and th- this game determines the outcome of the season for them, the rest of them. Because I've oh, seen yeah. I've seen Texas, a better Texas team, come in this game and lose to a, you know, a really, really crappy Lincoln-Riley, like, team. And – there's a hangover effect on this game. And I've seen that Texas team lose and then the next week lose. And next thing you know, they're going to just the Texas bowl, you know, and it's like, what happened to them? So this game does have a domino effect on the year for sure. Um, We're just continuing with previews. Uh, I'm looking at another one, a really sneaky game, Um, a sneaky good game, Maryland, Ohio state, at Ohio State at noon. This is a very, very, very sneaky good Maryland team. Last year, that was such a great game to watch. I feel like when Maryland has developed, though, Mm -hmm. I think it could be a really good game, especially because Ohio State can't seem to get the passing attack under control. Mm -hmm. This will be a great game to, like, start your day at noon, 
obviously there's usually mid-tier games on it. And this is one that you need to have your TV on and ready. Go ahead and have grill. your six-pack to the side, stuff, stuff yeah. on the grill. Yeah. This is the game. Yeah, you need to have your stuff finished on the grill because the noon slate, yep. Texas, Oklahoma, Maryland, Ohio State, LSU, Missouri, didn't even get to that yet. Um, that's just at noon. Uh, yeah, and then like the like Wisconsin Rutgers, like whatever. But like those are your noon games. That's a phenomenal noon game. Like you have three solid good noon games, three ranked matchups. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, but no, um, Maryland, Maryland sneaky. Their coach is a good. He's a good offensive mind. Having baby Tua there as his fifth year. He's playing lights out. This is a really, really good test to test Oklahoma's, uh, Oklahoma's Ohio State's defense on this, like the spread, because they're going to spread them out and they're going to they're going to challenge them. And Maryland, it's a really they're a pretty good team. They're a pretty good team. And last year's game was really good. It came down to the fourth quarter, I believe. And this is a better Maryland team. I'm not saying it's an upset. I'm just saying it'll be a very interesting game to watch. It'll be, it'll be an entertaining game. Keep it on. Like, don't, like, when you quad box, whatever, like, whatever, keep it on. Like, keep it on. Don't, don't, you know, go, you know, switch it to something else. It'll be entertaining the whole time. Um, considering what I saw, how boring they looked and how, like, they looked at Notre Dame. They just looked lethargic. They looked lethargic. I just, I don't have them in the top five. If you know, if you follow us, I don't have them in the top five. They're, like, a top ten team. They're not a top five team for me. They have not done anything to impress me. Um, when I've watched them, I've seen more out of Washington and Oregon and those guys than Ohio State. Now that they could prove us wrong, they could definitely prove me wrong. They have a very um, deep slate, like a, a end heavy uh, schedule. So like Penn State's coming up for them. That's a big one. Then obviously they have to go to Wisconsin. It's never easy to go to Wisconsin in October, so um, we'll see what they have. I mean, they they did go to Notre Dame and they did win, but um, my thing is, if Notre Dame had an eleventh man on the line of scrimmage, I don't think they would have gotten in the end zone. <laughs> you rewatch the replay; it doesn't he only, take he a barely genius. made it. He barely made it in. He barely made it in, and they ran to the B gap where the guy would have been. Exactly, and nothing's so, better than having beef with an 85-year-old coach after yeah, there was a literal error on the field. What are we doing? What are we doing? Leave Ryan Day is so scared for job security right now. It is unbelievable. It's all good. We're moving on. <laughs> LSU-Missouri. Another game. Another game. It's at Missouri. My biggest Missouri take is Missouri will play you – like the 85 Bears in Missouri. Yeah. But they, That's as soon as they leave home, they are, it's like kryptonite. Like they can't win on the road. They went to St. Louis, which is in St. Louis, Missouri, and they almost lost to Memphis. So, like, LSU's coming into a bounce back game, but it, to me, it's a trap. What's your take on that one? Okay, I get the Missouri hype. I've watched them all season. That's great. But I don't see them competing with LSU at all this week. I see LSU getting off to a fast start. Okay. 
as long as Daniels doesn't feel the need to run out of the pocket and take extremely stupid hits, yeah. this shouldn't be an issue for them. Don't Lower get me wrong. Shoulder, Missouri, buddy. great team, great defense this year. I just don't think they're at that step of seniority, experience, game plan to compete with LSU. Okay. I hear you. No, that's a good take. I think it'll be um, a great game, but it'll be a bunch of garbage time points you think for so? Missouri at the end. Yeah. You think you think like it's gonna be one of those games where LSU does start hot, you know, they'll score fourteen in the first quarter, and then Missouri just kinda just, you know, gets back in the game, but then they fumble or they throw a pick or something. Like the like best way I can explain this game, LSU is going to go into the half with a two-possession lead, 10 or 14, okay. all right? Okay. Yeah. They're going to come out, LSU will get ball out of half. And they'll, they'll score. score again, and it'll just kill the momentum. At halftime, okay. it's Missouri. Their fans, of course, they love to support the team, but they're not really the best of sitting there for a nail-biter. If they're down by two scores, most of them give up. Hell, most of the fans were booing Brady Cook a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks ago at the Kansas State. Game. I, yeah, I don't think yeah. this fan base is completely bought in to staying and trying to be a huge momentum factor for oh, Missouri. They're not going to be the place. Is, noise is not is a it, factor there. It's a, such a small stadium. It's so small, but at least still, you can have the presence. Yeah, of course. Like I remember, I like it's I remember no Death Valley, but like it's no Death Valley, but like. I remember Missouri when they were in the Big Ten. That place would be like ass to ass, like cheek to cheek, like packed in the Big yeah. Ten games, and like like where they have the rock formation, the M. There'd be people all around their M. Like that's how deep it was. Um, it hasn't been that way uh, in a very long time, um, but they do have a good support system. Um, it's just they've lost their way in the SEC. They started hot in the SEC when they transferred yeah. over. Um, it's just a lot of it was timing because the SEC was down when they came in and they were they were on the rise and they took advantage of it. But then every, then you have to recruit, and it's, it's so hard to recruit Missouri when you're in the you SEC. You can recruit in the Big Ten and the SEC. Day, you're competing oh, yeah. against other yeah. powerhouse schools. And against literal farm strength is the best way yeah. for me to call it. Oh, yeah, you have country was, boys who go out in the summer and bale hay by hand. I know they're happy having more of their big Big Twelve friends coming back. You yeah, know? they've got. They always be. play Arkansas well. They always play A and M well. Like they play their former like Southwest Conference Big Twelve uh, yeah. brethren. They play them so well, but when they have to go to South Carolina, they get kicked that. They get their ass kicked. When they have to go to Knoxville, they get their ex. They it's it's just it's what happens. It's comical at this um, point. It is, yeah. Like they can't win on the road. They just can't. And LSU, Vegas has LSU as a six and a half point favorite. Here's our early line. I Nate's takes or Nate's pick put I'm gonna probably take that one. Six and a half. That's easy money. If you're listening to this, easy. put ten dollars. I can literally $10 see the money it. in my wallet now. <laughs> yeah, put ten dollars on that, double your money. Uh, on that one, if you can, you know that's that's an early, easy line. Buy that. If Missouri uh, even the, does lose. Even the, the over and the unders sixty three and a half. Like LSU's probably gonna get forty of it, or or at least fifty, almost fifty of it. If Missouri does lose, do you see them dropping out of the rankings? though? yes. Oh yeah, 
How with the with the track record they have though? They they beat K State. That's a look back game because we don't know how good K State is still. They haven't played nobody yet. Okay, you have a point with that one. That is my bad. But yeah, okay, never mind. After seeing that atrocious game versus Memphis, it was bad. And they yeah, no, barely lost. They lose, they barely, barely beat Memphis. And this is a good Memphis team. We're not, we're not saying Memphis ain't good, but yeah, when you play Memphis and you play them in St. Louis, you're supposed to beat them, like, like, like a, like beat them like a dog. And they didn't. Um, they kept Memphis in the game, and a lot of that just tells me more about Missouri's defense. Yeah, Memphis don't have a defense. That tells me more about Missouri's defense than anything I need to know. And we're about to see Missouri's defense get really tested with LSU this week. LSU, I believe this is a good bounce-back game for them. Um, they'll stay focused. Uh, they'll come in this game, and uh, they'll definitely pick up the pieces where they left off. They'll continue to score like they did, no problem, um, in this one. And that is a noon game as well, which actually it's an 11 o'clock kickoff central time. So, But like, look at these stats. LSU averaging 550 yards passing or um, offense, total offense. Missouri's 453, right? Um, but LSU is allowing 430 yards total defense on the defensive side of the thing. A lot of that was just Ole Miss last week. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. This is something <laughs> I just noticed. What's that? I never thought I'd see the day. Missouri is ranked higher than LSU. Are you are. kidding me? 21. Yeah, LSU went from wow, like 16 to 23. Yeah. Wow. You got to also think LSU's off. They've played, they've played uh, Ole Miss at Ole Miss. They've played at Florida State. They've they've put their their resume and the experience so far in the season. It's nowhere near compared to like what Missouri has, and Missouri's barely played anybody. And I feel like this this Tiger team's hungry. And they have a lot to prove this week. So I feel like it's going to be one of those where they went, how LSU went into uh, Starkville and beat them like like a drum. It might be one of those. So The brake dust is being beat, beaten off their brain this week. It's plain and simple. It's a hum. It's, it's nice to know you. You know, Missouri, it's nice to have the taste of the top 25. Yeah, it's got to be great. You know, that's when you know you're <laughs> – your like, athletic department, your football program is headed in the right direction. You like, get that little like, hint. You're a nerd of a head coach. He's like, he did it. Yes. Like, woo. Like, freaking dream. And then y'all yeah. don't even have to recruit anymore. It's yeah. basically handed to you in Missouri at this point. Yeah. They your state legislature passed that law. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's easy. It's easy money. Easy money. Easy money, baby. Oh, man. All right. But y'all have it made. <laughs> It really is. They really do because they that money is in their pockets as soon as they arrive. Um, other some early slate. That was the early slate. Three o'clock slate is eh. we have Alabama, Texas A and M. That's it. Um, really, yeah. Uh, that's going to be all eyes on that game. I think they did it on purpose, which is cool. Um, UCF, Washington State, UCLA isn't good. Washington State, UCLA, UCLA might be a decent game. Syracuse, North Carolina. That this is where Syracuse just goes downhill, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's the usual week. We'll see, it's the week usual timing of week six decline. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I think this game will have will tell me more about 
UNC than Syracuse, honestly. Um, UNC's coming off a of bye week, so they should get some some. It should be a full strength. And if they want to be a legit contender, they can't let Syracuse come in there and do what they want. So we'll see. Um, I'm not going to try to break down that or pretend to break down any USC stuff. I don't know anything about USC <laughs> or UNC, excuse me. Um, I know Drake May's there. That's it. Um, That's and it. Gus Malzahn. And Gus Malzahn's the coordinator, defensive coordinator. So um, they can surprise us. I will. It'll be on one on my television. It'll be on the quad on the quad box. So. But okay, it, what it is a quad box? For everybody out here that doesn't know what this I'm is sorry. and is confused like I am, I want to so know sorry. what this is because as a ball enjoyer, I'm really tired of having to pull up like eight streams at once. Okay. What is a quad uh, box? All right, so the quad box, if you're listening, uh, if you have YouTube TV, YouTube TV has made it to where any game, football game on that weekend, even NFL games, um, you don't – necessarily customize what you want to see they give you options right so like this last weekend that that noon slate there was five games at noon so i had to i had to put i had the usc colorado game on i had god who else uh can't remember um i had four games on on my big screen all at once like perfectly like a quad and then i can work with that so the audio works with it is, for me on the Xbox, I can move the cursor to which box I want to hear. <laughs> oh my god! So it is literally, badass. it is badass. It is. I was gonna take honestly. I was gonna do content. Yeah, move over to YouTube TV. YouTube is the best, and so there are so many games on, dude. I had the quad box on the big screen, and then the laptop I'm on right now. I actually created my own like triple box. I had seven games on. I was literally watching three here and seven there. It was awesome. My wife would beat the shit out of me. I want to let you know that right now. I would get the literal <laughs> shit beat out of me if I had seven games on at the same time. Seven games on. And I was like, she would I'm beat me here, against the bar. I'm sitting here like I'm trying to keep up because there's so many noon games. And I'm like, my I, I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad like I didn't have a lot of bets in in the games because like if I was trying to keep up with like what I played plus I'm watching this plus I'm trying to like make, take notes my brain would have exploded. <laughs> it was wild. My brain's exploding crazy. right now. I didn't know that that kind of technology existed. It does. It does, man. You should I'll take a picture this Saturday the noon slate cuz there's going to be there's the three games we talked about. They'll throw a third one on like something on CBS Sports Network or like FS1 or something, it'll be on there, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's awesome because I literally – I don't have to do anything. I literally get to see every game I want without ever leaving the screen. It's it's great. So, like, my dad, he's got a 70-inch, like, 4K, you know, whatever. And so we go to his house, and we have the quad box on. Each literally quad is a 32-inch screen. It's pretty cool. Like the bigger the television, the cooler it gets. So it's like if I get an eighty, if I get an eighty inch, like you're looking at like a four, almost like a forty two inch, forty two inch. I want inch. you to know right now, you have just made me start looking at like I'm literally the second we finish recording, I'm going <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace. I am finding an eighty plus inch TV. Yeah. Because if y'all can't see with the containers behind me, I'm moving. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am moving into a place where it's just going to be me and my wife. You know, I'm starting the new adventure of life. There you go. I'm going to put up that massive ass TV in the living room. Dude. I'm going to have every Saturday off. Bug it. I'm telling you, it's, it's, over. It is, it's over. When I say this was blessed by the sports gods, it is. And this weekend, because playoff baseball is on, I'll be able to mix and match baseball with football. Because that's because because whatever's on sports wise, it'll be comboed on there. They had a quad box for the news. It was like CNN, Fox, ABC. And I was like, who's quad boxing the news? I'm not gonna lie to you. That piques <laughs> my interest a lot. <laughs> I, I get it, but it's just like, dude, this is so cool. I freaking love. Oh, that. I don't agree with what they're saying here. <laughs> Didn't, like you move it over. I don't want to listen to yeah. that. Let me listen to another one. No, I uh, freaking love it. Ah uh, man, we've definitely got off. This is what we do on the porch. It's a porch conversation. You know? it's, it's a porch conversation. But I encourage you. Never know you, where it's going to take you. YouTube. If you get many subscribers now because of us, I expect a check in the mail. Just saying. YouTube pay that, TV. man. Because he no, paid that. Damn. Hey, where am I? Damn. There we go. That's there funny. we go. My camera flipped. Yeah. Pay that, man. Because I'm I'm literally canceling Hulu like tomorrow. It's Just worth it. Me. It's honestly worth it. And now that um they have the 4K, you can do the 4K package. When you do, it's not really the 4K package I want. It's the unlimited streaming devices that you get with it. So like you can be on it. So and you're technically telling me I could buy two 80 inch TVs and have place them next to each other and have eight two separate games. quad boxes. Yeah. If they're on, because it gives you it gives you so many different combinations of games. Like I, I when the Tennessee game was on, I wanted to see the Tennessee game, obviously, but I didn't want to just. I also wanted to watch the LSU game. It was on at the same time, so ha first half of our game, I just had LSU and Tennessee on just a dual box, and so I had just two of them going on, um, which was cool. So I didn't have to miss anything in the LSU game. They didn't miss anything in our game, which is really neat. So, but yeah, if you had two 80 inches, uh, you could potentially run two quad boxes, essentially. Yeah, I didn't even know it was this cheap. Holy shit! All right, uh, let's keep going with the slate. Sorry. Though I'm, I'm over here out thinking of like gear. March Madness, March Madness, week one. <laughs> do, do you know how many? Do you know how many boxes I'm going to have up? That's a national that holiday. 64 is about to be hellacious. That's a national holiday in my household. I take the work day off for that week, that, that first day. That first day in March Madness. It's amazing. I'm literally going to be watching so much basketball. And we're not even there yet. Anyways, um, back to college football this weekend. Uh we're at the four o'clock slate. Um, there, four o'clock, three o'clock. There's a couple of good games. We've already mentioned a few of them. I think the USC can't UCF Kansas game has potential, has life. Um, UCF is definitely reeling from that horrible uh, meltdown they had against. They let Baylor come back. It was thirty-five to seven, and I literally I turned it off. I was like, they'll win this thing at home, and they freaking let Baylor come back. Baylor's ass. Like Dave Miranda, I don't understand what's going on with Baylor, but they're ass, and I don't know how they let them come back in that game. So, um, uh, 
this is a good game for them. It's a good game for Kansas. So that's a good one. Um, Colorado at Arizona State, 630. I think Colorado beats them, beats them like a drum. Um, it's another good game for them. I still I think Colorado is gonna personally have six wins. Um, sixth if I think they'll get six if they they have to upset somebody. I think Washington State, they have to go to Washington State and upset them. <laughs> that ain't happening. Which is, but to get six. Um to later we'll we'll break that one later on in the in the we're coming up to a 60 minute mark. It's supposed to be a 30 minute pod. <laughs> the we have the UGA game, UGA Kentucky. Uh we already talked about that one. Um that's has the potential to be a really good game. Um Notre Dame, Louisville at Louisville. What's your quick take on that one? Notre Dame at Louisville. Notre Dame. 20? Notre, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame, Dame three. That three at Louisville. Louisville. To me, Louisville is having a really sneaky good year. Coach Brom has come in and solidified what he wants to do with them. Um, Plummer, the kid who transferred there, is having a really good year. Um, FPI has them at 70%. And Notre Dame is only a six-and-a-half point favorite. Six-and-a-half. Remember, you give the home team three, so it's really three-and-a-half favorite. So... Vegas knows more than we do. I've watched four Louisville games this year, and their defensive line's pretty good. Um, so if you're thinking, oh, Louisville, I had someone hit me up uh, in the Instagram today saying Louisville's a joke, and I'm like, have you watched any Louisville games? Because I have on my quad box. Um, <laughs> oh, you're about to make me buy it now. I'm about to uh, leak my credit card info to your recording. <laughs> um, no, Louisville's a sneaky good team. They've earned their top 25. They're going to stay in the top 25, I feel like, this year. Um, they have some games coming up on the ACC roster on the schedule that they could potentially upset some people. Um but they're gonna they're gonna be an eight win to nine win team this year. Um and that's really good for year one for Coach Brom and getting his guys. So uh this is another game where it's like Notre Dame could bounce back. You know, they're sitting at number ten in the nation and they looked they looked mediocre at best against Duke. Did you yeah, check that, that game out? Like they looked yeah. uh, really, really, really boring. I think like, Sam Hart is really just a bust and overrated, in my opinion. He he has the potential. I just don't think the offensive scheme, it's very run-heavy. It's very run-heavy, and they have the linemen to do it, and I think that's why they're, they're very boring to watch. They play this old-school style, Big Ten style football, and they asked Sam mm. to make the throws, and that's okay. But I feel like if they if they went more of like a sixty forty instead of like a seventy thirty percent of run to a pass ratio sixty forty, I think Sam can prove himself. But he's not going to get hot at all throwing the ball when he was only throwing it like twenty times a game. If we're judging off potential, me and you both know a quarterback that has the potential through the roof, but refuses <laughs> to reach that potential. Sure. So yeah. I refuse to look at potential at all when it comes to quarterbacks, just seeing how <laughs> rare they decide well, just, to reach it. 
Well, it's just funny because Sam left ACC in the last like nine games. He's played ACC schools. He's played ACC <laughs> so, ball. Yeah, like, so I, I think Notre Dame wins this one. I think they smother Louisville in a boring fest going into the end of the game. They kind of like what they like. It's gonna be how boring they can make it. You will be asleep by halftime. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll be asleep at this one. I yeah, the Duke game was so boring. Like you knew they're gonna win because obviously Duke's crowd is the size of a high school. So like there Not was never high school at that. Yeah, it was like a small Georgia high school. So, uh they're just oh, gonna be snoozy. They're gonna they're gonna float around the top twenty five, or not even top twenty five. They're gonna float around the top ten all year. They'll be in it once, and they'll be out of it once. They'll be in it, and they're gonna do that all year. And then they wait their time, and then here comes the first uh, playoff week uh, committee, and they're like <laughs> Notre Dame number five. And you're like, what? They didn't deserve that. <laughs> they do it all the time. They do it all the time. Every year, the CFP Every committee year. just decides to overrank some team. It's always them. Oh, they're they got one loss. That team, that team got overranked mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, eight o'clock the rest games. Of the slate after eight o'clock, slate, it eh. looks really good, but they're eh. Yeah. Like yeah. you got a real sleeper matchup because I was just reading it. If yeah, my ESPN will load again, a real sleeper matchup for eight o'clock. In my opinion. Is TCU and Iowa State? TCU's ass. They're so bad. Well, yeah. And Iowa I mean, State's it's not like so Iowa bad. State's better. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's a perfect game to let your your day end on. Just oh. if you want to, if you want to put that go to on, sleep now. <laughs> I will suggest if you have a quad box and you had to put it on, <laughs> put it at the far right corner. Don't watch it. Don't even put the audio on it. Just, just like just bounce back and just, forth. Just, oh. just bounce back and forth. Oh, okay. Nope. All right. They're punting again and they're punting again. TCU is oh, such yeah. a big disappointment. They're such a big bust right now. Um, they defense had a 2020 so LSU bad. type fall off. It was bad. It's bad. It's, uh, I think it's the year two effect of a quarter coach, Sonny Dykes and the coordinators that they have. They offense is fine. They can score. We know that their defense is horrible, horrible. And Iowa is just really bad. Coach Campbell, he should have left years ago um, when he had Brock Purdy there and they were actually doing really good. He's not going to get a job. Yeah, he should have read that hype out of there. He's stuck in Ames. Yeah, he's stuck in Ames. They're stuck with him. Nobody wants him. And good luck trying to get another coach to come to Ames. So it, it's sad to see it. Um, they're just really bad. And with the newest with the new teams coming into the the pack, the Big Ten next year, like Colorado and stuff and Utah, it's only gonna get worse for them. It's over. Yeah. They might as well just be Iowa a basketball State fans, school. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're an Iowa State Cyclone fan, if you're an Iowa State, State football fan though, this is something to be extremely excited about. If you continuously do bad, because I know this from past experiences, the ticket prices will tremendously yeah. drop. So you take your family; it'll be fun. You, you, you get out of there by noon. Five like, dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> take the whole family. You could tailgate for and the and the game for under two hundred bucks. 
There is perks to being a site. Worry about traffic. Yeah, I mean, you could actually leave in the third quarter. You get home and watch the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you really, really love football, you can get YouTube TV and have the quad box. Stop, because there's nothing else to do in Iowa. (laughs) Oh man, that pretty much the slate. I mean, the slate's early. So if you are loving college football. Slates early, get the games, the first couple games at noon, and then the three o'clock, four o'clock slate. The nine, the nine o'clock, eight o'clock games are not worth it. Uh, you know, take your wife out, go to the bar, have a fun time this evening. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty much my prediction of how that's, this weekend is going to go, which is fine. It's a bye week for us. I'm for me as a ball fan. Uh, it's and, a bye week for us. You can say it. Yeah, I'll say it's us. A week. He is a he is an honorary Vol fan as well. Uh, oh, there's we, no honorary not, about we, it. I am not hiding my bias over there. Y'all know who I cheer <laughs> for. I'll just tell you when our team sucks, yeah. and I've been saying it a lot. So, all right, I'm gonna get into this. I didn't want to make it a hot take because I don't like. Obviously, I love my biases, but how did how does Tennessee beat? A rival, a, a common like a new day rival, like a last ten decade rival, by twenty one, and you go back in the polls. I can tell you why. I can legitimately <laughs> tell you why right now. Yeah, because ahead. when you look at it, and you're like, okay, it's they had Tennessee had extreme home field advantage. All right, hundred percent. Yeah, in my opinion, whenever a school pulls out their alternative uniforms, it's a gimmick game. Okay. Oh, yeah, the fans are more bought into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You beat this school by 20 points, which is unranked. South Carolina's unranked. Yeah, they're You've unranked, seen yeah. That they are bad. They're their front, yeah, they're bad. Your front five is horrible on the offensive side. But when you look back at Tennessee and you go, oh, wow, they beat Virginia. Nobody. They beat Austin Pay. Nobody. They beat yeah. who is that other team? They beat UTSA. UTSA. Nobody. Yeah. Who did they lose to though? Unranked Florida. Oh, oh, that's Fuck a hot them. take. <laughs> Throw them back. I'm just so glad Florida woke up and spelled the roses this weekend. Uh, I, I, our Florida contributor I, was. I took so chance. the back porch took so much firepower, keeping staying the course. Not a bias. Football. Oh, those power rankings? Yeah. The power rankings we took, because you, you're you tagged with us, the collab, we took yeah. just shells. Oh, Florida, Florida, Florida beat you guys. How are this? Da, da, da. It's like, you think you took shells you, in that comment section? Uh, you probably I took more. Yeah. group chats with other <laughs> sports pages, and they would send it in there and be like, why do you have Florida ranked below Tennessee? And I'm like, one. It's not my post, but I agree with it. So let me go ahead and give it to you. <laughs> Here you I go. I so much hail to the point where that's why I think our page got shut down for a day because Someone reported I us. Got mass reported. <laughs> reported us. Like, probably like they got hacked. No, no, it's just the back. No, it's just the back porch being ballsy and not being like everybody else. Exactly. Oh, big game! No, it's like no Tennessee. Where's orange and they have a T on their helmet in the swamp. Florida plays like Superman. That's just what they do. Take them out of the swamp and have them play against somebody with a K. And their n- nickname is Mildcat. 
and they shit the bed. And that's Big what they ups do. to Kentucky for that, though. I love to watch like, him that yeah. game because our Florida contributor, oh, dude, that was the most quiet we've had him all season. Because the second <laughs> yeah. Tennessee would start doing bad in any game, he'd be like, yeah, this is why Florida is better. Yeah. That entire first like, half, not a literal thing out of here. As a, as a, as a, not just a Vol fan, but as a fan of college football in general, there's certain teams or certain games where it's, there's, it's more than just X's and O's. It's a voodoo. It's it's some type of weirdness. Auburn, Alabama, always. Auburn, Georgia, sometimes when Auburn's like when the championship run, like the, the yeah. prayer in Jordan, like weird things happen in that game. Uh, Florida, South Carolina, weird things happen in that game. LSU, Auburn, weird things happen. Super weird things happen in that yeah. game. And it doesn't matter. Tennessee will play Alabama in Tuscaloosa with a lesser team and give Alabama everything they have. Yeah. But if Tennessee, Tennessee enters the swamp and just immediately – Or sees a, a, a color scheme of blue and orange with an F on the helmet. It's they will, over. They will piss. They will be quaking in their boots. It's something mental. I don't get it. And if you're listening to this for the first time, you're probably like, no, what are you talking about? Do the research. <laughs> like – Google the last 30 years of that game, and you'll understand that what I'm talking about. Weird things reminded happen. reminded me of the Derek Dooley error, yes. and I never wanted to be reminded of that error again in my life. Me either. They, defensively, it was horrible the first quarter. The first quarter. The, well, let's say the first half. They fixed it in the second half, I would say that. But I don't understand the play calling in that game. I'm not going to get into it. We're not going to break it down. It's, it's in the past now. But the play calling was so lethargic and it's like push the ball down the field all you have to do is push the ball down the field they can't defend anything and they did in the third in the fourth quarter and like okay cool where was that all game but like the 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 the, the dinky dunky like freaking screens that's you can't get supplement that as your running game and this week last week proved that with the South Carolina I did like I did I did see what I like I liked what I saw them getting back to old hypo when he was at Missouri and when he was at USCF, how they run the ball with with the lead H back or the pulling guards and stuff. A lot of it had to do with having Cade Mays back. You know that having a full offensive line back again, a full healthy offensive line with Spragans, Mincy, Mays, you name them. We have. If you're listening, you know, like oh Tennessee sucks. It's like no, their offensive line hasn't been healthy. I feel like that's going to take. A huge step forward this off season, this off week, and then going into the Texas A&M week. So, I hope Texas and A&M we're wins. sorry, everybody, yeah. for going on this nice little ten minute rant about why we sorry. hate our team's play calling in week three. It's week six. <laughs> week. We're sorry. Yeah, sorry. And obviously, I want to I apologize to the back porch listeners. <laughs> I understand that you are accustomed to most of your episodes and podcasts being. 30, 40 minutes. 30, 40 minutes. On B2, uh, we run for an hour and a half, so I can yeah. speak forever. I'm sorry yeah. if we've taken out of your daily time. <laughs> if anything, but if anything, you're still listening. Uh, just pause kudos. It. You know, just pause, it. Come, back later. pause it, come back later. Uh, but no, um, I'm excited to see. I like where they're at. It's a lot to prove left for them. I don't get a lot of chance to talk about it. Uh, so <laughs> Me neither. I get called but, out by my own but, crew. But I it's, do love, I do love the, um, 
I do love seeing the defensive line step up, just bring in four. I know, I know South Carolina's O line's not very good, but it's still an SEC low line, and they still brought it, and they still brought pressure. Um, six so sacks, if they geez. six sacks, I mean, I don't know how many QB pressures they had, but they had it was it was it was twenties. Yeah, and that's and that's what you're gonna need out of Pearson, and you're gonna need that out of Josephs moving on with the A and M game and then the Alabama game because Alabama's gonna start Milrow. If you keep him in the box and make him try to beat you with his arm, he's you're not worthless. Gonna, he's, he's worthless. So that game will be schemed up. I know it will be. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, a couple weeks. Uh, I'm more nervous about the freaking Kentucky game going to Lexington. After what I saw, I was like, oh, our defense is not going to handle that at all. (laughs) But then again, that's enough. Weird things happen. If you're a Kentucky fan, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Kentucky fans, they just know it's like there's been better Kentucky teams in the last 10 years going to Knoxville, and we beat them. It makes no sense. I want to inform everybody that's listening as well. If back porch disappears someday and V2 disappears, you will somehow, some way, find me and Nate running a Tennessee podcast somewhere. So, oh, if yeah. it just magically happens, you'll you know where to find us. Yeah, well, it'll be some funny we'll name. We'll keep it hidden. We'll keep Vol, it quiet. Vol, Vol talk or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, uh, we've done our upsets. We've kind of talked, we previewed key matchups. Um, it's still going to really be a really fun weekend of football. Yeah. Separation. It's going to be another separation Saturday. Last week we Thanks started seeing a bunch of separation. Um, not enough, obviously, but we're going to see a bunch of separations happening this weekend alone. Um, I.e., Missouri getting beat by LSU. They'll be out of the top ten now. Um, we're going to see a bunch of that. So, guys, enjoy your weekend. Uh, back porch is going to have our predictions and pickums later this week. Um, uh, Tiz, plug this is your plug, man. Plug your plug your show. Right. Plug what you guys coming out. What's what's tell our listeners what's coming on for you guys, and uh, and uh, we'll swing them over to you guys. Uh, Make ahead, sure that y'all join us on Sundays and Thursdays. We obviously don't like competing with back porch on Thursdays because. We share the same fan base, so we're probably going to move it around soon or find something. But a new thing that we've started doing with our episodes, we like to hear from y'all. All right, We have started offering a call-in to each episode. You can call in. You can spew your your happies, your sads, how much you really hate your coach. Please okay. just don't talk about killing your coach because that was a really weird voicemail we got last night. Um, really awkward. <laughs> as always, just... Tune in here. Tune in there. We mainly talk about the same stuff. Backport talks about all CFB. We just go more in depth with the SEC. That's just because of what we cover. That's yeah. what we live around. Um, we are planning an expansion. Probably not going to happen. Ooh. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> but Aww. thank y'all for allowing me yeah, on. Man. You really appreciate it. Been meaning, to get on, been meaning to get on a back porch episode. Honestly, yeah. we've had Nate on. About three times, times now. I just show so, up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's he's not lying to y'all. He'll just pop up in the comment section. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so if you're not yeah, tuning guys. in that yeah. porch, you can just find your way over to V2 or keep us in your daily guys. rotation. Yeah, daily so rotation. Put us back porch. 
yeah, Kibos obviously in the front. Uh, yeah, but keep, no, keep the them in their daily rotation. They are long, but they're fun. Um, it is a panel. It's like back porch. At most, you'll have four on ours, and you know it's not scripted, but it's more of like a yeah. Let's just talk, have a good time. That one, yeah. it could it could be a debate. It could be it could be a, a venting. Yeah, it could fun. be a debate. Yeah, it could be a debate if it's that run correctly. Was fun. It was if it's run correctly. <laughs> so. I'm excited about it. Uh, like I said, follow them, like them, subscribe, and do the same with Back Porch. If you love us, give us some comments. Give us some. Tell us if we suck. I want to know. Um, I've learned that people are actually following our uh, our tips of the week uh, right now uh, for update. We're not having YouTube TV with those locks. Don't yeah, worry. Lock, yeah, get those quad boxes going this weekend. But also, the locks will come this week. As we narrow down and start seeing separation, we are going as the back porch. We are going to get hot with our picks right now. Scott is he has the big board. Um, he's still over forty percent. Uh, we're shooting around out together. We're, we're less than fifty right now, but we're gonna get up in fifty. And our pickums, picks up picks more electric. The FPI is killing it. If you don't follow the FBI, it's true, but we're also there with it as well. Um, see if we have any celebrity pickers coming up this week or the next weeks to come. And like always, follow, share, like, and subscribe. Peace. Peace.